I've got conkers all around the gaff at the moment in the corners and the windows. What for spiders? It scares them away. They hate it. Ooh. They've got to be fresh. They fresh can't. Conk. They can't be old conks, but get new ones in. They don't like it. Good plan. Welcome along to You Have Been Watching with Luke and Elliot, the podcast that invites a different guest each episode to choose some of their favourite telly shows. They'll be asked to pick four separate shows from each of our categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. Why? Because they've won our made-up competition to spend a weekend away at a luxurious travel lodge in the heart of Preston. See what I did there? Travel lodge. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Out your mouth. Just, uh, it's called phlegm, actually, but it's, it's equally disgusting. <laughs> but it came out of your mouth. Yeah, it's not snot. That really I would be disgusting. It comes out my nose. disgusting. It comes out my nose every time. That's not snot, because snot coming out of my mouth would be insane. That was clumpy, whatever it was. <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> as instinct, I've just put it back in my mouth as well. <laughs> <laughs> that literally, remi- I don't know if you remember this, but at school, I- I'm not trying to shoehorn this in because I've just thought I know it. where this is yeah, going. Yeah, the purple, purple snot. snot yeah. <laughs> Which we never really talked Who about. Who was that? Was that Vicky Austin again? No, no, it was a teacher called Mrs. Kent and she was slightly overweight. That's not unfair to say. And she broke true. one of the red plastic school chairs in like year four and we were laughing so much. That purple snot came out your nose, and I've never seen that before ever. Oh, was that the same event? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know those two. It was were like intrinsically linked loop that you can make aliens out of when you're a kid. It yeah. Absolutely... Oh, it's like those kids. You know the ones that came in with the little, the ones that you're on about the aliens yeah. in the little egg, and they're like, "Oh, look, I've got this. It grows into alien." No, it doesn't. It doesn't Connor. grow. Connor, shut up. No, it doesn't. No, it does. All you got to do is leave it, and it grows. And it takes over the world. No, it doesn't. <laughs> shut up. Grow up, man. Do you guys go in Withenshaw? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Withenshaw? That's up north. Uh, my, my family from Withen Sea. Oh, Withen Sea, right? Yeah. Withen Sea. Yeah, they are. It's both even places. scummier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of my roots. Proud of my heritage. Well, start as we mean to go on. Nice to see you. Welcome to all our listeners in uh, in England, in the UK, in the in the other territories, in the Isle of Wight, Isle of Man. No joke. There's a lot in the Czech Republic. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> I was told. We'll have to start doing sponsored adverts. <laughs> what do they sell in the Czech Republic? What's the national dish of the Czechs? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to do a yes and and improvise with you here, but I, I don't want to offend anyone. I got no idea. Prague's famous for beer That's and your cold problem. meats. You're, you're too worried about offending. I'm too worried. You've got to speak your mind. <laughs> That's the problem. People don't say what they think nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, yes. okay, this is amazing, by the way, amazing. And I learnt this only a week ago. I know I mentioned the Isle of Man there. Right, you're going to love this. Cats, there's a cat on the Isle of Man, exclusive to the Isle of Man, called the Manx Cat. No tail. What? The whole breed. I swear to God. No tail whatsoever. No tail whatsoever. I'll show you right now. Okay, don't, don't show me just yet. <laughs> so I'm imagining uh, this, like, this cat, but it's got a nub. Like, rather than like being like a eunuch and it being all smooth where the tail should be, I'm imagining maybe it's got like a nub or like, you know, like a little cotton wool ball that that's stuck in its place. Now, show me the mank. <laughs> the manx. M-A-N-X. Otherwise, I'm going to show you Noel Gallagher. Show me the manky manx. Look at this. You're right. It has got a nub. Look at that. Oh, my God. Isn't that extraordinary? So it's got a hump like where the tail should then be at the end. And it's... 
So I didn't know that. So the little hump, the little fat ass at the back <laughs> is like the start of a tail rather than a bum. Yeah, but they've been they've been sort of they've mutated and then bred only exclusively on the Isle of Man. And so the whole the whole of the cats are like that. Talking of mutated and bred, Tom Horton's our guest today. Yes. So, yes, we're going to welcome Tom Horton to the imaginary Travelodge in Preston. Tom is a, a stand-up comedian and an internet personality. He used to be in The Noise Next Door, improv troupe. We like them. Like those guys. Yeah. He takes his stand-up shows uh, to London Soho, Leicester Square, European tours, all sorts of things. You may have seen him on The Circle, season five on Netflix, first dates, Rose I didn't. Battle. No, you didn't. No, I, I stopped at series two, but I heard he was good. I heard he was a fan favourite. I've seen a bit. I've seen a bit in research. We're looking forward to meeting Have you ever seen The Circle? Well, I said, I've seen a bit in research of oh. him. I watched the first two seasons, thought it was bloody good. Didn't Richard Madeley do a celebrity version? He was quite good. Yeah, there's been a lot of celebrity. They did it. Yeah, you're right. Yes, yes. Apparently, he was like a good catfish or something. He was quite good at it. Oh, I'm not too sure. No, you're not did, sure. Didn't watch, didn't watch it. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of reality for a while. I tell you what, I watched For Me Once. Um, it, and it did for me once. It was rubbish, honestly. The awful. reviews are so right. One star. Don't don't do it to yourself. I, I wouldn't normally hate too much. Do not do it to yourself. I know it's number one in the UK right now, and some of Harlan Coben's stuff before was good. I've seen that. You know, I've seen um, not safe. I've seen the other one. The good one. I, I, I'll write you. But this one, don't do it. Please don't do it to yourself. God awful. But the public love it. They do, and, and a lot of them are stupid. And I know a lot of them list, listen to this, but there's so many better things you can watch, so many good dramas. Don't watch that just because it's number one. I did. That was the only reason. I'm not necessarily a Michelle Keegan fan, and she did very good with what she had. But the story was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, re it really frustrates That's me. That's nice. It's nice to talk about TV. We're often positive about it. So it's nice to be scathing once, once in a yeah. while. Fool me once. You won't fool me. No, no. Harlan Coben's got one more go from me. His next one is his last. I'm sorry. <laughs> these probably aren't his fault. I assume he doesn't write the screenplays of these things. Uh, no, I don't think so. Danny Brockenhurst. <laughs> we might have directed it, actually. <laughs> I think he did the last one, so it's yeah. his fault, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to chatting to Tom. Um, Tom is quite famously posh. Um, he's lived in the Tower of London with his father. We will probably ask him about that. Um, his father's job, Elliot, was the former professional chief of defence, which is the head of the whole of the military, which is the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, from 2016. And All of them together? Yes. Full title, listen to this, General Sir Nicholas Horton, GCB, CBE, DL, Constable of the Tower of London, Lord Baron of Richmond. There's about three jokes there that I won't make. <laughs> <laughs> but that is quite incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And Tom's got loads of social media followers. 7.3 million likes on TikTok. Yes, we're about to chat to him. So I thought uh, we might have a little guess at as to what shows uh, he is going to pick. Uh, I think for a childhood, we might get something uh, that we might like as well. Something from the CBBC days, potentially. I don't think he's going to go old. I think he's going to go for uh, something CBBC based. Uh, I think for uh, Laughing Choice, we might see uh, a modernish comedy like the IT crowd come up again or peep show or something in that remit uh, sweating any thoughts I don't know but often it's the reality and I have a feeling he might be a fan complete guest mm. of like come dine with me four in a bed type yes, characters yes, that you yes. can enjoy I think we also could get a quiz show We've, have we had a quiz show before mm. we have we've had the weakest link with um, Myra Dubois Myra Dubois <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and we've probably had maybe one or two before, but we don't yeah. often get them. So you think a quiz show 
Uh, and then for his food, uh, let's not stereotype here, but I think it could be something nice from mm. an M&S. Yeah. Well, I, I love an M&S. I think we could be going into the smoked salmon remit here. Or we might go sweeties. Yeah, like one of the M&S sweets, like a posh jacket. Yeah, and, and I don't want to stereotype, but posh people tend to like sweeties because it's naughty and it's like, you know, tuck shop vibes when you're a kid in boarding school. Yeah, yeah. I love that in M&S, a posh Jaffa cake is just rectangular and thin. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> they are good, though. They are nice. Not, not enough Jaffa in it, but the cake is good. Got a crunch. Anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy uh, the You Have Been Watching with Luke and Elliot episode of Tom Horton. Hello? We scared you away. You're back. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry. I, just, I, I just clicked leave meeting instinctively by accident. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do want to be here. I apologize. <laughs> Just like an instinct. Like, it's because I said, here we go. Yeah. All right, see ya. It's like an emergency stop okay. in a car test. Lovely. So here on You Have Been Watching, we imagine that our special guest has won a weekend away to a hotel room in Preston, where all they can do is lie back and watch telly. They'll be choosing four of their favourite ever TV shows and we'll be hearing why they've chosen them and what it means to them. In and amongst all that, we'll also ask them which television personality they want to spend their weekend with and what they'd like to eat. Our guest today is, in the words of the Daily Mail, a crafty idiot and, in his own words, a pad brat who's the ultra-privileged master of making the seemingly unrelatable relatable. Well, let's see how he manages to make this format sound credible. It's the posh, unpredictable and make-you-piss-yourself-funny Tom Horton. Hey. Hello, Tommy. Hello. <laughs> Do you mind, Hello, everyone. Tommy? How are you? Are you both well? Thanks for having me. Uh, what, what, what an introduction to the make you piss yourself laughing what an introduction great <laughs> i thought it was kinder than crafty idiot that's a backhanded compliment from the old male yeah i thought that was a bit mean but crafty's all right that's, that's just sneaky actually just a sneaky moron but still anyway thank you for coming tom uh tom are you a telly head straight off the bat do you ever get a chance to watch telly in between gigs being on the road i mean we hope so uh, right, so I I'm much more of a movie person than a TV person. If I'm being honest, I think I've got uh, I've got many ex girlfriends have told me I might have uh, a ADD. I don't think I do, but I think I've, my 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 attention span uh, over over long periods of time can sometimes waver. But I've 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 cracked a few series in my time. I do enjoy it. Many girlfriends. Are we are we in uh, double figures? Of girlfriends. Yeah. Of oh, oh God. This has gone quite deep, oh, quite quickly. Oh, That's the ADD, lack of attention span. Off they well, go. I, uh, well, I, funny enough, uh, I, I actually met my first ever girlfriend at Preston Bowling Alley. So no way. To have a, yeah, so to have a weekend away in Preston is going to drag up some some fond old, mem old memories. Tell us more. We, we've never been. We've only heard rumours uh, about the world of Preston. Of Preston? Yeah, of Preston, yeah. <laughs> Well, so I was I went to an all boys boarding school from the age of uh, six years old, and um, what happens then is you uh, well when I got to when you get to the twelve thirteen year old stage, you then have these uh, these socials with the neighbouring all girls schools, and the and so the first one we did was a, a trip to Preston Bowling Alley, and we were all twelve, so we we're all mixed in with these in these bowling alleys, and but no one really talked to each other because we're because we're twelve year old boys and twelve year old girls, you just stare at each other, and. Um, I I I won her affection because she was this beautiful, uh, the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen, and so I was I watched when we all put our names in in the bowling alley list, and then one time when it came to her, when it came for her to go to be on uh, to, to bowl, she she was distracted and hadn't noticed, so I said, "Oh, Lois, it's your go," and it's because I'd re remember remembered her name, 
at, at 12 years old, I think if you remember their name, that's pretty much love. That's pretty much you're them for definitely going to get married. <laughs> that's genius, that is. Watching her put it in, and thank God she didn't choose a nickname. That would have been awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they called? Like, Luscious Lashes 69 or whatever you... <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember all those... Um, Whatever your Hotmail account used to be when you were a kid, it was all mine was Forever Muppet at hotmail.com. Oh, God, <laughs> that's okay. I was Pingu. Six. Pingu. Yeah. And I've still got a YouTube account with that on that I, I cannot get removed. And it's got so many all old, horrible videos that I created as like a year seven for girls as, as well. And I cannot get them removed for the life of me. I, I'm going to edit, ask to edit out that name as well, because otherwise that's a ruiner. That's amazing. <laughs> it was all Club Penguin Is that because, based. Yeah, Club Penguin based. Yeah. I, it was Pingu your main TV show? Is that one of your big, your big hitters? I did like Pingu. I did have the VHS of Pingu, um, but he, he's quite annoying. I've watched clips back uh, of Pingu, and he's an annoying prick, isn't he? He, he is annoying. You can see why the parents, <laughs> the, the mum especially, keep like putting the towel round his head because he was a <laughs> he was a prick. Tom, I don't know if you've seen the video of the guy that does the voices. There's like a video that does the rounds <laughs> every couple of years, and he's doing all the sounds of every character, and it's like a montage, and it is insane. It's like a guy that's completely lost his mind. Meet me. me. <laughs> Yeah, I bet that's horrendous. Oh my god, that's horrible. I actually, I, um, I've said this on a podcast before, but I actually don't particularly like penguins now. I feel like they'd be, yeah. Oh, I got so much hate online when I said I didn't like penguins because people love penguins, but I, th I think they've been overused, oversaturated penguins. There was like March the Penguins, Happy Feet, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, they were just everywhere for ages. Every David Attenborough documentary was just emperor penguins walking around. So I'm, I'm very happy to, to steer clear of Pingu. I'm with you there. I think they're really dull. I, I think they're quite cute to look at, but there's nothing going on. Once you've done one documentary, oh, oh they sit on an egg and, you know, the, the husband goes away or the, the wife goes away and the husband sits on the egg and they all come back in March. Fuck off. I'm bored. I, I've seen it before. I know they're fluffy. Whatever. Get over with it. Am I right in thinking penguins mate for life as well? They're monogamous. They do. There's, um, there's another comedian called Daniel Sloss who does a really funny routine about there's penguins in um, Edinburgh and there's a gay pair of penguins. <laughs> and so when it came to breeding season, obviously the male penguins were struggling to uh, conceive. The zookeepers had to give them like a, a, a smooth rock to pretend to be an egg. So in Edinburgh Zoo, there were all these mum and dad penguins and then this, this gay pair of penguins who just adopted a rock and <laughs> sat on that the whole time. <laughs> Actually, quite adorable. Oh, that is adorable. Well, for the for the for the breeding of the species, it's not ideal. Tom, your tour is it's not ideal. Indeed, yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I'm currently, well, I'm not literally in Europe at the moment, but I'm on a break from doing the European tour, having done Scandinavia and America last at the end of last year, and then the UK tour starts on the first of February, which is very exciting. It does, and you're doing 60 dates, you were just saying. That is a hell of a feat to do. 60 dates. I mean, that, that, that's, that is absolutely going to be your life for the next few months, isn't it? Are you excited about that? I'm really excited because what that means is I'm going to some really bizarre places in, U in the UK. And, and we've got a wonderful country. I love our country. And it's always those gigs in the middle of nowhere to proper local clouds who are all insane. They're, they're always my favourite ones. Are you doing Aldershot? I am doing Aldershot. Every Aldershot's an ex-military, well, it was a military place, and my dad's ex-military, so Aldershot, I've got, is a, 
I was about to say a special place in my heart, but no, well, it's on the map as far as me. As, as I know, I know all the shots. It's it's round the corner from us. It's why I ask. I feel everyone always does all the shot. It's, everyone does the West End Centre. What are your thoughts on all the shot as a place? Um, yeah, that's the correct. That's the, that's the correct reaction. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the people, the residents there call it all the shit. And that, that's not me saying yes, that, that's the do. residence there. So you can you can get the rest of it from your mind there. Can we get into the format proper? Awesome. Congratulations, Tom Horton. You've won a luxury weekend break to the idyllic city of Preston, where you'll be spending all your time in the finest twin bedroom Preston's Travel Lodge has to offer. It's common knowledge that there's little to do in Preston other than to sit in bed all day and watch television. We hope you have a pleasant stay. So we are going to whisk you off to Preston to the Travel Lodge for a weekend. We're going to give you a memory stick. And on that memory stick is four TV shows that you are going to watch on repeat throughout the entire weekend. There's a couple of bonus choices in there as well, but we'll get onto that a little bit later. The first TV show is going to be a TV show that makes you think of your childhood. Am I allowed to sort of talk through a, diff- a bunch of different options on this one? Because, Absolutely. Um, just I, I, tried to, I tried to write down a few that instinctively came to mind when I think of childhood. Um, the first one that came to my mind was a show called Woof. Now, do you even know what this show is? No, what the frig is that? Yeah, so this is a this is this is a staple at the at at boarding school, and it's about a young boy who just magically accidentally turns into a dog at random places. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and he starts itching, and then has to like run away, and then will turn to a dog, and all his clothes will be left in a pile, and it's the adventures that he gets up on too. It's like a domestic dog. It, it's a domestic dog. It's like a like proper just like normal normal dog. And it's nothing to do with the moon or anything. He just, I think, I think in later seasons they did sort of make it to be something to do with his adrenaline. So it became a bit incredible hulky. But early on, it just, just randomly, it was just like I don't know if it was like a metaphor for puberty or something or like. But he, yeah, he just suddenly turned to a dog. But what I always used to just think about with that is that he, he'd quite often have his adventure, and then he'd just be like a naked child wandering around the streets, having lost all his clothes. So. The whole idea was he was keeping the fact he could turn into a dog secret, which means what, from the adult's point of view, he was just a 12-year-old who just got naked and walked around the town uh, eventually. That 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 was a very big... I don't know, how, how old are you guys? I, I'm 39, so maybe I'm a bit older than you guys. A little bit older. It was an old school show. Yeah, we're 25, so, so that, a little little bit older. Yeah, okay, so Woof, Woof was the one that came up first. Um, I thought the idea of being able to turn into a dog would be quite fun, though. When he's a dog, is he his personality in a dog's body or does he just become the personality of a dog where he does want to sniff the bins and stuff? No, no, he is him in a, in a dog's body. But what's the benefit of him being a dog? Really? It's just unfortunate, isn't it? It's an affliction. It's, oh, no, no. That, that, oh, yeah. It's not really a superpower. It's definitely a curse. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 actually, I, it didn't go that deep into the... Uh, I don't know if you, you have to have like the director's extended cut to see if he then does like lick his own privates and stuff and get really like <laughs> that's way too that's way too much for a kid's show that that could i'm just talking about that as a dog then that means he would do it as a boy as well so that's a nightmare i think i'd rather that though. Wait, i think i'd rather be my own personality in a dog's body because you can just like sneak everywhere otherwise you're in the middle of doing something and now oh, fucking hell, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a dashend for the next fucking two weeks exactly <laughs> and also being, being a sort of uh, you know uh, a, a sort of 
pubescent teenage boy and like girls would be your thing if you could turn to a cute dog and just going i mean that that's a gold card for getting you get stroked all over the place <laughs> i bet you're sneaking <laughs> into the preston bowling alley <laughs> snuggling up to lois's knee i am indeed just casually scraping up and down all the bowling shoes as i walk around slippery little buggers they are yeah but it's not going to be Woof. That was just an option, was it? That was one of the options. Uh, I, I haven't picked which one. I think I, think I just wanted to talk through my options and to do. see which ones I'll go for. Because another one, Gummy Bears was a, was a huge one. You must you must know Gummy Bears. Yeah, I've ridden on a, a, a ride in a theme park up north, potentially near Skegness, that is the Gummy Bears ride. Preston and Skegness. They are, that is the, the east and west of, of, of delight. <laughs> what was Gummy Bears um, about? Gummy Bears was about a cartoon about a bunch of magical bears who lived in a forest and they all drank this potion called gummy bear juice. Right. And when they drank it, it meant they could bounce really high. <laughs> it was LSD, wasn't it? Let's be fair. <laughs> it was pretty much LSD. Yeah. But the thing about, um, so I'm talking like early 90s here, maybe. Uh, 90s. Um, the soundtrack to Gummy Bears is... I think arguably the greatest soundtrack ever made. It's up there with uh, DuckTales was also another one. Oh, that's a banger. That really is a banger. That, uh, yeah. But if I, mean, I don't know if you can clip in a soundtrack to the Gummy Pears theme tune for your listeners, but do. It's, what was it? Yeah, dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest, they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Yeah, baby. Oh, God, it was amazing. <laughs> That's the kind of thing do you know, that will be remixed do you, do you these know, days. Do you know what I'm singing? Do you know that song? No. No, never, never heard no. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> DuckTales. You were both uh, DuckTales. Woo, everyone is having fun. DuckTales. You, just, you look at some of the old school uh, cartoon intros from the 90s, and it's just leagues ahead of the cartoons they have now. I think it's because of attention that, spans, yeah. isn't it? Because they used to be so long, they used to tell like the whole story in in the theme in the theme tune a lot of the time. But these days, it's like two seconds. Otherwise, the kids are fucked off. Mm. And I mean, do you have, do you have a favourite theme tune of a child's? Well, I used to love the original Noddy, but it, the theme tune was so bleak because it's it's just Noddy in a car in a sort of blue a blue screen, and it's just yeah. Noddy, yeah, Noddy. Da, 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 da. He's a manic depressive. Da, um, da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> he was a manic depressive, wasn't he? And he hung, oh, out with, hung out with an old man with rather large ears. Big ears, yeah. Christ's sake, Noddy. <laughs> Wasn't the actual? So just, just sorry, not to uh, just to dwell on Noddy for a second uh, yeah, longer. Let that um, um, was the actual lyrics? Noddy, Noddy. He's the man with a little red and yellow car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noddy, Noddy. He goes so far, he's got a car. <laughs> <laughs> Rhyming car That's with car. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's written lyrics for certain programmes over the world, that is not top shelf <laughs> lyricism. And also the car is so fucking slow. It, it really like bobbles long. He didn't go fast at all. If anything, he's holding up traffic behind him. No. And do we ever realise, was he going out with, with Tessie Bear or Tessa Bear, whatever her name was? We know something was definitely going on with Big Ears, but that's beside the by. That was, that was, you know, that happened in the 80s. Tessie Bear ran the stool, right? She had the afro. Was, is that no, right? No, she was a bear, Luke. Who's Tessie Bear? No, no, I, I think you're confusing it with Postman Pat, who was banging the, the, the shop owner. Yes. Not Mrs. Noggins. Mrs. Goggins. Mrs. Noggins. Noggins or Goggins? I can't remember. I thought it was Goggins. Yeah, it was Goggins, I think. Yeah, Goggins. I think it's Goggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Goggins. 
And she said, oh, Mr. Postino Pat, Mr. Pat, oh, please, my letter hasn't arrived. And he was like, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll get your letter. I mean, clearly something was going on with those two. <laughs> okay, well, back to Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears v. Woof. Is that kind of a straight shootout? We could do a straight shootout if you want. Yeah, I mean, I well, I feel like the Gummy Bears adventures were a bit more um, varied than Woof, which was basically the same storyline every time. Some, you know, it, it just he turns into a dog. Whereas the Gummy Bears did have, um, it was a magical forest and a lot more stuff was going on. And I think also just if I'm having a weekend, I just want to listen to that theme tune the entire time. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll pick, I'll, I'll pick Gummy Bears and have a little Gummy Bear riot in my bedroom. <laughs> Let's move on then to your second TV show. And this uh, is a TV show uh, that gets you laughing. Right. So, yeah, um, this was the first show I think I ever remember, like, I'm watching this to laugh. And it was you being framed. It's a it's a good choice. We've spoken about it briefly with um, Paul Foote, but I'm interested to hear why you like you being framed. Well, firstly, it's like um, it's basically essentially you being framed was the first ever TikTok or Instagram reels. It's just loads of small clips. Yeah, it's a, a very ahead of its time in a way, and um, and people hurt themselves is funny. <laughs> it just it is. really is. The, there's a real fine line between like. That's hilarious and ooh, ooh, ooh. But either way, I think it's entertaining. But I also, I, I, I like the different sections they had. So they'd always break it down to like, there'd be one section where it's just old people falling off chairs. And that would be a five minute segment of, or people's weddings getting ruined. <laughs> um, and then there was one, and then everyone was just, oh, and now it's just a series of laughing babies. <laughs> Imagine being the producer there when you get them all come in and you think, God, we're actually starting to build up quite the database now of old ladies falling off deck chairs. And they go, oh, my God, we've got enough yeah. for a section. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I also, I, cause I remember as well, because I really wanted to get on You've Been Framed because, um, uh, was it £200 a video? I think they were 250, quite... I think, yeah, famously. 250, yeah. So it was it, I, I think it might have been 250, yeah, which or back in the day was quite the, quite the amount. So I used to, I was also a big fan of Home Alone. I used to set up booby traps in my house for my parents to try and film them getting hurt and send them off. And I always thought that, that the applications they must have received and the ones that have gone, oh, no, oh, no, this isn't. This isn't funny. This is just a domestic abuse video. <laughs> we, we can't give this 250 quid. This is a bloke just hitting his wife. <laughs> and also there must have been so like we're seeing the ones that have made it to like 5 p.m. on a Saturday. Exactly. Afternoon. Exactly. What are the horrific injuries that people have sent in? <laughs> you imagine, like late night you've been framed. It's Dirty Sanchez, isn't it? It's, it's Jackass is what that is. Yeah, it is. It's too hot for TV. <laughs> the good thing with um, yes. people falling over and hurting themselves is that it doesn't discriminate. It's one, no matter who it is, no matter what you look like, if yes. you hurt yourself, it is hilarious. Yes. Gra gravity is a meritocracy, isn't it? <laughs> now, if we don't get a better quote than that, what a soundbite that is from Tom, by the way. <laughs> if we flick through like a picture book of your life, Tom... Is there a moment that could easily be in You've Been Framed? Like, for example, just to give you a bit of thinking time, for me, I was once winded by a whippet. 
So I was playing in the park, I was playing frisbee, and a whippet came in at full pelt and went through me as if I was a ghost, Went, took my legs away completely, and I f- went flying into the air and I was windy for like 15 minutes. It was a hell of a shock, by the way. So that would probably be that's, my that's moment if it was on camera. I also just think um, people getting knocked over by animals was definitely a section. <laughs> that, 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 definitely, that definitely happened. A whippet is brilliant. Uh, that's a, that's a fast, live animal. I, I bet I know, that properly... really And also, where the hell were you at the Greyhound races? That really at a park. It's a normal park playing frisbee with my father. <laughs> no one has a whippet down south. <laughs> well, they do, and it, it yeah. took me from behind. I bet it did. You can clip that up as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. what about you? Um, Any major accidents or think you think, God, that's that's bad? One of the worst accidents I ever had. It was, it was not worst accident, but it's a stupid accident. Uh, in my boarding house at... at uh, school there's this thing we used to like a delicacy we used to have was uh melted mars bars so and what we do is we get them in a uh, in a bowl and we stick the melted mars bar inside the bowl and we'd uh you'd microwave it for well it was meant to be like two minutes make it all soft and gooey and hot but the first time i'd seen someone do this but i so the first time i did it i didn't realize how long you were meant to put it in the microwave for so i put it in for, for 10 it was either 10 or 15 minutes oh fuck christ <laughs> so obviously i both the Mars bar and the bowl were scorching. And I didn't really even think. So when I opened the thing, I just instantly took out the bowl, burnt my hands, so like threw the bowl up in the air going, ah! And then my my instincts, for some reason, was to try and catch the bowl again. <laughs> but when I went to catch it, the bowl had turned upside down. And so the melted Mars bar, which is now like, la- like chocolate lava, just went all over my hands. Oh. So I had these two, like, I had these two, like, Nestle gloves of pain. And so I, I ran, I ran over to the, the tap. So I was like, my instinct then was to, like, cool it under the tap. So I put my hands on the tap, which meant all the melted Mars gar and caramel solidified inside my skin. I was mental. And then, so, and, then, and then the matron eventually found me like 20 minutes later, crying, sat on the kitchen floor, trying to pick out chunks of Mars bar with a fork from my hands. And uh, <laughs> so I got sent to the uh, sanatorium and uh, my I, I had to miss an exam. My exams were the next day and I had to miss exams because my hands were just scolded from melted Mars bar. <laughs> you there trying to get your bick into your little nubs. Trying, trying it was to... horrendous. On the incident report, it would have gone down as Mars bar-related incident. <laughs> yeah, awful, awful times. That is absolutely incredible. I would pay money to see a video of that. That sounds incredible. You'd pay 250 quid as well. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think ah. there'd be an entire section, an entire VT reel of people with Mars bar-related overheating accidents. So you'd be well and truly on your I, own. I don't know if you could even extend it to like sort of like confectionery-based injuries. <laughs> Although they, they do say that like... Um, is it like more people die from vending machines falling on them than plane crashes or something? Like, so like, lots of people die from having vending machines fall on them, apparently. It's always it's sharks. Safe, they always but... compare it to sharks often, don't they? Oh, they sharks, more often yeah. Than a shark, shark. But, you know. I'll tell you where, that, genuinely, that... I've seen that happen. I've seen one vending machine fall on one person, and it was at Aldershot Station. <laughs> it, and that's not a bit. It genuinely was at Aldershot Station. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> that that is amazing. So when if you go by train to Aldershot, you look at those slippery little fuckers. They haven't been updated in years. Those vending machines. So th- be careful. <laughs> I actually fell on someone. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Was 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 he was he shaking it? 
What was what was how what it happens? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was like a, it was like a youth shaking this vending machine, and it was obviously not attached to the back. It didn't crush him to death, but it was it went down so much that he then had to then try really and put it back into place, and he, he obviously didn't get the, the thing that he wanted anyway. That's amazing. Yeah, and that was about that nine is... o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Oh, lovely. Um, Tom, we, we did want to touch on boarding school for a second, but we don't want to ask you all the boring questions. Now, obviously, you went mm -hmm. from sort of 6 to 18. We've heard you say many stories about it before, so we wanted to ask you something different. We wanted to ask you about the toilet paper. Now, is it patterned? <laughs> is it nicer? Is it thicker than a normal comp school? How was it? Did you steal some? Was it comfortable? Tell us about the toilet paper, Tom. <laughs> Uh, I won't. I won't lie, Luke and Elliot. This is a, a question I was not prepared to have. But um, now that thinking back to my, back to my, <laughs> no, to your creepy and ass wiping days. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. What? Um, my my trip down wiping memory lane. This is amazing. I um, come on, Minister. Answer the question. It, it, in my in my memory, I think it was actually quite cheap. Uh, toilet paper to be honest you've got to remember it's an all boys boarding school lots of teenagers i think they were getting through a lot of roles yeah. we, we were well fed and active and we'd have fights with them as well and um i think boarding schools are always trying to cut corners to be honest i think i think toilet paper is definitely something that it was it what it, it was not like um quilted I, i'm trying to think of brands of toilet paper what's like a really fancy brand of toilet andrex, paper um, maybe. andrex yeah no none crap? of that oh, what's your language <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually, and uh, so I've just moved into my new flat now, and the previous owner has a, just a, a subscription to Who Gives a Crap, and they haven't cancelled it. So every every couple of months, I just get a, a massive box of really great toilet paper going through my door. It's good, isn't it? it the, I, the packaging looks better than the actual paper itself, I think. But yeah, because it's all golden. But yeah, I've, I've got them in a nice little um, um, toilet paper pyramid above my. Are you saving My them toilet. in case they ask for them back, or are you going to go through them and go, no, they haven't been delivering them? Well, I, morally, do you think I should tell them that this is happening, or do you think it's 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 their fault for not noticing? I wouldn't bother with toilet paper. I I, I would use it. What in in general? Oh, oh, I thought you meant just <laughs> <laughs> my right left hand is fine for me. I'm like the Vikings. I one, use a sponge. One for on a stick. one for shaking, one for writing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd keep it. I think that's I their gift. Thought that's what the toilet brush was for. You're listening to Radio Four. That was Tom Horton there, the honourable. <laughs> you are actually the honourable. That's not even a bit of banter. You genuinely are the honourable because of your dad's title, right? I am. Yes, my dad's a baron, and so by by default, I'm I'm the honourable Tom Horton. I thought it was a little bit of a joke. It's well, actually a genuine title, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Um, I mean, it doesn't get me much. I can't do much with it. <laughs> When you like it's, have to fill in a form online, does it have that option like Mr. Mrs. Doctor blah blah blah? Does it not? No, I have to put other. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I, I normally just put Mr. because it's not worth the hassle. But I should like I, I should be able to get a, pa a passport and a driving license that have uh, the honourable. That's not great. the right honourable, just just the honourable. What's the most honourable thing you think you've ever done, Tom? I can tell you a story about me trying to be honourable mm -hmm. and failing. So this is when I this is when I lived in the Tower of London, famous and. Um, so I I've been through a breakup, and um, so I was I was I was not mentally in my sort of right mind. I've been sort of very like lying in bed all day. My beard had grown out. I hadn't washed loads. I was really sad. I was like, how do I get over this? Come on, like there must be something to make myself feel better because I was I was looking and smelling disgusting, and, and I was like, what I'll do is I'll help other people. It'll be like a nice like um, uh, you know being altruistic makes you feel good about yourself. So I looked up a uh, a charities in the local area, and there was a 
a charity called Shoreditch Street Kitchen that met up every Sunday to feed the homeless people in the area of Shoreditch. And it was, I was like, all right, okay. Oh, um, and it, it was Sunday. I was like, all right, okay, I'll do that. When, when does it meet? He's like, oh, in like, oh, it's like in 15 minutes time. Right. I'll just run down there and I'll, I'll introduce myself. Uh, but I didn't have time to like wash or shower or change or anything. I just went down as I went. And as when I arrived, they were like really nice. They talked to me. They showed me around. They introduced me to everyone, and uh, they they gave me some food. And it was only at the it was only at the end of the day when walking back to the literal palace I was living in that I realised I think they thought I was one of the homeless people. <laughs> and I and I, I just gone down and accidentally eaten all the homeless people's food. Free meal. <laughs> so I, I I I was trying to do a a good thing. Oh, and that's give me something for helping out. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I did in the preceding months uh, and weeks go down a lot and 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 washed and ready for action and help out. But the first time it was uh, it was very confusing. <laughs> I don't think I could have gone back. I think I'd have to have left it. Let's move on then to your first bonus choice. And this is the television personality that you're going to take to spend the weekend with in Preston, the Travelodge. Um, I always like the great Gonzo. He was cool. <laughs> He, he's a good laugh. He is a good laugh. A cynic. He's a good laugh. He's quite, like he's up for it. Like Gonzo's great. I mean, I like the Muppets in general. And Sesame Street was a big staple of my of my childhood. Um, of all the Muppets, I think he'd be one who'd be he, he'd be up for. A, he's up for a laugh. He likes to get fired out of cannons and stuff. He's a bit kinky as well because he, he only fancies chickens. I don't know if you've noticed. He's, 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 his missus is a chicken, so he's a bit of a, a bit of a lad with, with the uh, with the chicks. I also think I'm basically a lot because I. I watched Muppets Christmas Carol over Christmas as well, which is my, one of my favourite ever films. And it's got some, as far as a soundtrack, listen to the Gummy Bears and then listen to the Muppets Christmas Carol film. <laughs> and it's a film. But Gonzo, I think, would be, yeah, he'd he be, he be fun. He'd be a fun guy to hang out with. I watched the uh, Muppets Christmas Carol uh, for the first time this Christmas. You were there as well. I, 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 he was, I'd never seen Michael Caine do such serious acting in all my life. Do you know, do you know that, that, that was the thing he said in interviews. So there's a difference between... He did Muppets Christmas Carol and Tim Curry did uh, Muppets Treasure Island. And Tim Curry said how he, he acted it. He's like, I'm going to just be one of the Muppets and just be as Muppety as I can. But Michael Caine was like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to perform this like it's the Royal Shakespeare company and do it as serious as possible. And it works so well. It's so good. Have you seen recently he's come out and said, well, he hasn't said, but we, we, we've, we've been told through various sources that he now doesn't give a shit uh, when he's filming. So he starts the day by doing uh, all the wide shots and then they do the mid shots. Uh, so he puts his normal trousers on and he does whatever they're shooting that day uh, with a top half costume, bottom half of his own trousers. And then they come on and do the close ups at the end of the day. So he's got his normal uh, shirt on and he can just do the face movements. And then the moment they yell, cut on the last one he's fucked off for the day and he's gone immediately don't waste any time i don't blame him that's amazing that's brilliant <laughs> you can do what you like when you're michael kane can't you this is the tv show that gets you sweating right yeah so this one it's not really a drama but it's a it's a high stress show it's the crystal maze Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sweating like hell. Like, I love the Crystal Maze. Richard O'Brien was an absolute legend. Um, I loved all the challenges. I loved all the zones. Uh, my favorite, like, uh, I like the Aztec zone. I, I always like the, the sort of jung jungly themed ones as well. I wasn't too much of a nautical person, but um, I love Mumsy. 
his his mum, who's sort of like mystic Meg character, who's rock up, and um, and then indeed the end the end spectacle inside the crystal dome, just great, high stakes, high stress, and also I don't know if you know that they they've now got the crystal maze experience that you can do, and I uh, another ex girlfriend of mine bought me <laughs> bought me that for. Um, for my birthday and we went in and did the actual games and um it was incredible incredibly stressful but really really such adrenaline if the kid from woof was in there he'd be in, he'd be turned into a dog within minutes yeah and he'd <laughs> fucking take me from behind and take the wind out myself. yeah <laughs> he would <laughs> it, it's an amazing tv show it is it's the stakes are so high locking people in redeeming them with the crystal there's you know there's mental challenges as well how are you as a person are you gonna fucking leave them in there or do you want another 10 seconds or whatever it is inside the zone it's fucking the dome it's fucking phenomenal are you a fan of the revamp with richard iowade yeah, there was a guy in the middle of those two as well, wasn't there? There was Ed like a sort Shude, of gothic Yeah, Ed Tudor Price. Gothic hair looking guy, yeah. He was pretty cool. Uh Richard had a while. Yeah. He he was I quite like him. Um I, I can see why they went for him. He's sort of quirky and weird. I prefer Richard O'Brien, just because I like the sort of like bent over, more sort of mystical rather than computer nerd vibe. Uh but Richard did a great job, of course. It's the same thing. It's the same with with you being framed, obviously, and the evolution of that. And it went from Jeremy Beadle, who was my original and favourite, to uh, Lisa Tarbuck, if you remember that, and then eventually Harry Hill, who is a legend. So hey, look, we're all getting older. Time moves on. You've got to go with the times. I can see why uh, Richard was their choice for for crystal maze so if you were doing the crystal maze you're on the tv show now what challenge would you most like to partake in is it a physical is it a mental uh is it uh i can't remember what the other ones were what what kind of challenge would you like to take on i i was always a physical one i like the ones where you have to like climb over stuff swing on different ropes and things all that sort of stuff yeah physical for me i like props and big scenery would you be team captain uh, yeah you want to be Ooh, uh, I don't know if I'd want to be a team captain just because inevitably there comes that, that stage where you've got one of your mates locked in a room and you've got crystals and do you get them out? And I don't, I don't want to I don't want to cause a rift in my friendship groups. I, I want that pressure to be on someone else. You you let us know if Jane's worth two crystals in the in the final <laughs> so, Thunderdome, whatever it's called. In my uh, eBay uh, days, we've all had an eBay day looking through the amount of, of shit that you can get. I have uh, purchased an original Crystal Maze crystal that you can get have from you? the original Richard O'Brien days. Got it for only 35 quid. Not bad, but it is a heavy little bastard. Have you got it now? Have you got it? I, I've got it in the cupboard around there. Wow. And it is, it's still pretty like shiny. Wow. It's, it, it is like they've really polished it up. It comes in a little bag. It was great. What are you going to do with it? Leave it in a fucking cupboard. <laughs> what, what more can I do with it? Yeah. He's bought some really weird stuff before. Upstairs, he's got <laughs> Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss. Is it a Teen Choice Award? Yes, yeah, a Teen Choice Award for Sherlock season three. <laughs> it's just so random. Oh. And sent personally, wasn't it? Sent personally from Paisley, which is where, <laughs> where Moffat lives. <laughs> he did want it so much that he sold what? his fucking Teen Choice Award on eBay. <laughs> to you. What, what, but why, what, what, yeah, why do you think he's, he's selling his Teen Choice Award? Is he... Has he fallen on hard times? That's quite a that that's quite a bleak thing to happen. <laughs> this was during uh, lockdown, so I don't know whether he had so many awards for Sherlock that he was doing a bit of tidying up. But to sell it on eBay for, for the amount that it was, which was not a lot, was, was fucking incredible. And it's heavy, and I've got a picture of um, uh, Nick. Uh, is it Grimshaw? 
Probably. Yeah, Grimshaw, uh, giving it uh, to Sherlock at Wembley, uh, Wembley Arena when it was when it was the fucking Teen Choice Awards. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's sad wow. seeing a, you know, a great fall, yeah. isn't it? And now it lies next to our picture of uh, <laughs> Richard Hammond's signed crash photo. <laughs> A prop from a play, I must say. Oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't buy that on eBay. No, I didn't. It's like when we saw our uh, former drama teacher, who we got on really well, suddenly he's selling his bed slats on Facebook Marketplace, and you think, fuck, what's happened there? Yeah. <laughs> so, so your house is actually like a mini museum of, of this is all TV on memorabilia. This is on I've got a lot of old shit. I've got the Jungle Run statues as well. Uh, I, I like that kind of tat. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. artefacts everywhere. You must have had this when you were with your dad in the in the Queen's Tower, in the Tower of London House. You must have had stuff everywhere that you couldn't touch, right? We did. I remember a story that happened. Um, I had a photo shoot to do for a, uh, a show and I hadn't thought of any um, photo ideas. So I was running around my house. So I, I lived in Queen's House, which was built in 1540 for Anne Boleyn by Henry VIII. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, one of the one of my dining rooms is the room Guy Fawkes got interrogated in, that sort of stuff. Yeah. There was a bell tower next to my bedroom. It was all quite serious. I ran to this, this, I was looking downstairs in this room, these rooms that I hadn't really gone in a lot. And I saw this massive um, live sculpture of a raven. I was like, oh, I'll nick, I'll, I'll, I'll borrow that. That'll be good. So I stuck that in my car and was driving out of the tower. And um, when... I got like 20 minutes down into London on the way to the shoot and one of the head of security rang me going, Tom, um, a historian's just taken a tour into the museum that's in your house and the lead raven in the exhibition is missing. Um, they phoned the police because they think there's been a robbery. You didn't happen to know. I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, I've got it in my car. And he's like, ah. yeah, it's covered, it's covered in arsenic. So it's actually very, very toxic. You need to uh, bring it back. So I've just been driving around London with this toxic arsenic raven that I'd accidentally stolen from a history exhibition. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> with, with, with the police on their way to the Tower of London because someone thought they'd stolen it. Yeah, it was terrible. That's amazing. That's, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't trump that in terms of useless tat. Yeah, that, that is probably the only person you can compete with, really. Someone that yeah. lived in a house where it was built in 1590. My God. But the Crystal Maze, very, very good choice. I think it is my favourite game show of all time as well. So I'm happy that that's going to press. Oh, really? Me. Nice. It's an absolute belter. Let's move on then to your last TV show, and this is your free hit. Any TV show uh, of any genre at all, something that you couldn't live without. I mean, you've already you've already talked about Whose Lines It Anyway, haven't you? That was my favourite show uh, growing up, so I do love Whose Lines It Anyway. I also, do you know what? Um, oh, how about this? Um, the Vicar of Dibley was the first ever comedy show that I I got into. It's so about the Vicar. I, I I love the Vicar of Dibley. It's a very very uh, special place in my heart. Dawn French is amazing. Alice Tinker, rest in peace. I love her. And my mum's originally from a very sort of rural Yorkshire village, and just all the characters just ring home. And obviously the the David and Hugo Horton are uh, you know my namesake. So yeah, I love the the Vicar of Dibley Christmas episode when she tries to have three or four different Christmas lunches with everyone is, for my money, one of the best things ever written. So for me. Yeah, we're big, big fans of the Vicar of Dibley. I was literally watching a documentary about her yesterday, actually, talking about that. And um, she was saying that when the script came to her, Dawn French, um, she thought, oh, this is going to be too too BBC, too homely, too cosy. And she was like, I've got to make sure 
but I'm edgy. Otherwise, I'm the least interesting thing about it because all the other characters are mad. And so she kept sort of bargaining with Richard Curtis and stuff to give her more and more. And that's why she got the dirty jokes at the end every week and stuff. And it's just really interesting, actually. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. And she felt, yeah. she felt that actually some of her edgiest work actually is in the Vicar of Dibley, sort of embedded amongst the, the rather cosy uh, humour of the rest of it. It's great, isn't it? It's that's so it. Because there's little references. Like she sort of references from her life before she was a big a vicar like she's really into black sabbath and she's talking about like her and her boyfriend who used to go and do stuff to, yeah which is hinting at some quite sort of like naughty a naughty backstory for the vicar who's now found god god and repented yeah no, that makes sense oh, yeah she added in like the addiction that. to chocolate and that thing you mentioned there and bits of backstory so it was kind of interesting every time we see a clip did of she it, yeah every time we see a clip of it um we just get sad by the fact that every single member of the cast apart from dawn french and james fleet hugo horton is dead Every single one is dead. <laughs> Bit morbid. There's only two left. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. But they're all so Who great. was that? Miss, w- Mrs. Cropley was, I think, the first to Yeah, Liz to Smith, go. isn't it? She uh, she played yeah. like a nana in every single great sitcom going. You know, she did the Royal Family. Yeah. Well. Exactly the same character again, but so wonderful. Like, the best nana of all time in any sitcom. And then she, because Mrs. Cropley... Who it, we call my mum, Mrs. Cropley, a lot. She's quite often like messing around with ingredients stuff, and it doesn't work. Um, Mrs. Cropley actually, d- the, the character dies in the show because in that episode is when um, she then talks to all the villagers one after the other and tells them all her secret that she's the Easter Bunny. And so on the Easter day, they all rock up wearing Easter Bunny outfits, thinking they're they're taking over from her. That's genius. Amazing episode. Beautiful I, idea. I feel like that's a that's a great way to go. Like just 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 to leave a little prank or a little a little a little funny thing for people to go. Oh, you prick! <laughs> As the last thing, I think that's a great way to go. It's like the, I agree. Military funerals sometimes, you know, it's terribly tragic if they've been killed in action or whatever, and they'll force their best friend to like come to the funeral in a dress or dressed as a fairy or something. It's like a final yeah. fuck you to your best friend, which is sort of tragic it's like also, i win isn't it yeah it's a bit sweet yeah yeah it's lovely yeah though. it's nice there's that there's that video on uh, uh i watched on tiktok i think where there's an irish bloke who's, who's died and he's got a video uh, a voice recording in the coffin going hello hello i'm still in here hell why have you been it's very fun. and then everyone's just losing their minds at the funeral i hope it's a recording anyway <laughs> yeah yeah that's great Let's move on then to your last choice. This is your second bonus choice. And this is the unlimited food item or snack supply that you couldn't live without. It's all you can eat and it's all you can eat. Um, nowadays, my snack selection is a bit boring. I just sort of have like tubes of Pringles and stuff or salted popcorn. Uh, and like when I was younger, uh, it was ch- peanut butter sandwiches. Is, 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 not, is that a fine snack? Absolutely, it's a fine snack. Is that something uh, you would have when you went home from boarding school, or is that something you'd sneak at boarding school, or is that an option on the table at breakfast or whatever? I, I I'd have it at boarding school and at home, and indeed at university. At university, one time I was so poor, I used to have uh, peanut butter and bread in some combination for three meals. I'd like, I'd have a peanut butter sandwich for one time, peanut butter on toast for another meal, and then peanut butter like in like sliced up soldiers. And then dip, dip, dip the bread. That's how desperate times got. Um, I'd always have peanut butter with butter. It would always be smooth peanut butter, always with a glass of milk. 
And then my sister would always have, she was the Nutella chocolate spread one. So I'd be peanut butter and she'd be chocolate spread when we were watching our cartoons. She, however, um, discovered a very good hack for chocolate spread. And I'll leave you with this. If you put Cocoa Pops inside the chocolate spread sandwich, it has an amazing crunch. And I love saying that because I can see your faces now and your, your minds have been blown. That is, that's naughty, but nice, isn't it? It is naughty, but that's nice. naughty, but nice. Cocoa Pops inside a chocolate spread sandwich. Thank me later. Oh, my <laughs> word. So very quickly, uh, the peanut butter, uh, is it branded of sorts or anyone you can get your hands on that smooth peanut butter? Uh, some Pat. It's got to be some Pat. Right. Um, I've, try I've, tr I've tried other peanut butters. And also the one, what's the one which is like, it's like almond. It's, it's sort of like peanut butter, but it's better for the orangutans. What's that called? Oh, there's a word, isn't there? There's a word to do with the yeah. orangutans. It's yeah. like something oil or something, isn't it? Yeah, the one yeah that's it. Yeah. yeah, palm oil? Is that, no, no, you yeah. don't want the palm oil. Yeah, the palm oil, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is that. So the palm oil is the bad thing, which is, which is in peanut butter, but there is a non-palm oil versions. Um, I mean, they obviously don't taste as good, but that is probably a nice thing to do. So we got the peanut yeah, no. butter. That's in. Growing up, some pat, yeah. The bread, are we talking seeded, non-seeded, white, brown, uh, best of both, 50-50s, uh, bloomer, what were you doing? Uh, when I was younger, absolutely the most sort of uh, run-of-the-mill, uh, white, starchy, bad, you know, that classic rubbish slice of bread that no other country has apart from us. I was always a Warburton's yeah, that... fan, you know, the one that came in like the blue mm -hmm. wrapping paper almost, rather than yeah, like the nice. little Twizzly bag, that was always a belter. Like a Christmas present. Yeah, it was nice. My grandma wraps yeah. it in that, not Warburton's loaf uh, wrapper, but she still does everything in like brown, brown wrapping paper. That's giving me an idea, though, to wrap presents in the Warburton wrapping. Yeah, that that's, that's quite, quite funny. Quite yeah, great. that's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you can have that. Let's read your list back to you. Then you are going to be going to the Preston Travel wow. Lodge for a weekend. You're going to be taking a TV show that makes you think of your childhood. That is Gummy Bears. A TV show that gets you laughing, that's You've Been Framed. You're going to be taking the great Gonzo with you for the weekend to watch these shows with. The TV show that gets you sweating is The Crystal Maze, the Richard O'Brien version. Uh, your free hit is The Vicar of Dibley. And your unlimited food supply is a peanut butter sandwich on run-of-the-mill white bread. Does that sound like a good weekend to you, Tom? I'm pretty happy with that. But you can't have it because you're going to go on a 60-day tour uh, for the next <laughs> few months you can book your tickets to that now it's called it's not ideal and you can buy it from tom's website and also from the theaters themselves i imagine thank you very much tom it's been Indeed. an absolute pleasure uh, talking with you today it's been a real pleasure thank you for having me guys thank you tom. appreciate it thank you well there we are tom horton on you have been watching with luke and elliot saying every week very nice chap Oh, yeah, and I can't get the image out of my head of him throwing the bowl full of yeah. melted molten Mars bar. <laughs> I, I imagine him being wrapped up uh, with, like, two two little stumps with white bandages, just just moving them around. Mummified like a cartoon yeah. injury. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, good choices as well. Uh, no of gummy bears, but never seen it other than being on that ride near Skegness. Um, but, yeah, a big thank you to Tom for coming on the podcast uh, was a little bit under the weather um, as well. So thank you very much for doing that. You can buy tickets to Tom's tour. It's not ideal. You can get them from his website, honourabletom.com. And you can find him on TikTok, X and Instagram at honourabletom. 
You can find us on Instagram at Luke and Elliot Comedy or on TikTok at Luke and Elliot. If you're young and into that. And we're, old. we're not honourable. We're not honourable in the slightest, as I'm sure you can tell. Please do keep listening and subscribing, if you may, and leaving five-star reviews to You Have Been Watching with Luke and Elliot, the podcast. We have new episodes out every Monday, don't we? Yeah, people have been leaving stars, actually, which is very oh. nice. Five ones or? There are five, yeah. Five accumulatively. It's five. <laughs> no, it's five. It's very kind. Oh, Thank you. that's nice. Uh, lots of love to you. Have a good week. I don't know who you are and I don't care. Uh- <laughs> and we'll be back with someone else this time next week. Of course, if you're listening to this on like a Friday, then it's not next week. Or if you're listening to it a couple though. of weeks ago, you know, it could be all sorts. Yeah, but- they're out. Just, just, just keep listening. Uh, there's lots of uh, old episodes uh, from 2020 that you can listen to. We've got YouTuber Max Fosh. Uh, we had Alexa Davis, who was in Mamma Mia and various other things at all. Legendary commentator Clive Tildesley. We've got all sorts going on in the previous years. A town crier and a vicar as well, who also mentioned Vicar of Dibley, I believe. Yes, she did. As a female vicar. As a female vicar. Double Vicar of Dibley for you there. Uh, Have a nice time. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Kisses. Love you. (laughs) 